Welcome to Thoughts on Thriving, a holistic lifestyle and wellness podcast that's here to help you become the healthiest, happiest, most aligned version of yourself. I'm your host, Ava, a registered dietitian in training and health and wellness junkie. I'm so excited to have you here as I dive deep into meaningful conversations covering topics from nutrition and mental health to spirituality and self-development and everything in between with experts in many fields. I'm so happy you're choosing to learn how to thrive today. Let's get into the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Thoughts on Thriving. I'm Ava, your host, and today I am going to be doing a wellness Q&A with you guys, just solo, no guest today. But yeah, I'm really excited. I haven't done an episode without a guest since the very first episode of the relaunch. So I'm excited to just kind of chat with you guys and give you my answers to your wellness questions that you asked or you answered over on Instagram when I asked. You answered when I asked? No, you asked when I asked. (laughs) Anyway, so I got some really good questions on Instagram and I am an organization freak, so I categorize them and put them into categories. There's a lot of questions on routines. There's some on food, supplements, skincare. So I'll kind of go through the list and answer the questions in the categories that you ask them. But before I get into the actual episode, I just want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Magic Mind. It's an amazing productivity drink that I have every day, actually, and I'll get more into why I love it so much later in the episode. But just wanted to give them a quick shout out right here. But without further ado, let's get into the questions because I don't want to I don't want this to be too long. So the first question was, what is your morning routine? And I love this question. I love on podcasts I listen to when people talk about their morning routines. And I love when this is a question that other podcasters ask. So I'll get into it, but I'll try to keep it quick because I do have a pretty long morning routine. I'm one of those people. And I just like to set myself up for a good day ahead. So anything that I can do in the mornings to connect to myself, to make myself feel good and just kind of get myself set and ready for the day, I will do. And I'll make time for it. Like I wake up early just to get a lot of these things in. So I'll wake up, I'll go into the bathroom, do my, you know, brush my teeth, wash my face. And I always tell myself in the beginning of the morning when I look in the mirror, A, I tell myself today is a great day because Dr. Daniel Amen said that tip in a podcast episode that I listened to once. He's a very famous neuroscientist and psychiatrist. I don't think he's a neuroscientist. I think he's a psychiatrist. I think someone asked him some tangible tools on how to reduce depression and just feel happy. And he said that's a great way to do it. And then at night to tell yourself or ask yourself what went well today and to just kind of go through everything that went well in your mind before you go to bed and fall asleep to that, which I try to do as well. I usually fall asleep before I can start to think of things because I'm so tired all the time. But I do that. I also use Mel Robbins little tip which is to high five myself in the morning in the mirror so this might sound crazy as well but she wrote a whole book on it called the high five rule or actually I think it was called the high five habit and she said that this is also a great way to kind of improve your self-confidence in the morning get yourself set up for a successful day and to just kind of increase optimism in the morning 
So I'm all about really easy things that I can include in the morning to make myself feel great. So these are two really easy things that I love to do and have been working for me. I will also take my supplements in the morning. I'll drink a matcha. I just have like matcha with water. I'm not fancy. I don't have time to make a whole latte, but I also have some warm water with apple cider vinegar. And that was actually recommended to me by a doctor when I was having some gut issues. And I've been doing it ever since. And I actually put some sea salt in there because in the mornings you wake up dehydrated basically. So you want to rehydrate and you want to rehydrate with electrolytes, not just water. And so the salt just provides those electrolytes and minerals. And then I'll drink actual water as well, not just apple cider vinegar water. And then I'll do my skincare routine. And if I'm not working at the hospital that day, I'll usually go for a walk in the mornings. So I like to go on a walk, just kind of clear my head, either listen to a podcast that I want to listen to, or I'll just think. And I will also do some walking meditations, which I've been loving. Joe Dispenza has some pretty good walking meditations, and so does the app Superhuman. I actually really love that app for meditations. It's my favorite meditation app. They have meditations for everything. They have meditations for walking, um, just seated ones, running, like cooking meditations. They have they have everything. Getting ready meditations for the mornings. They have chill in meditations when you're kind of just doing nothing and you want to be mindful. So it's a really cool app. Highly recommend that. And then I just come back home and I meditate usually. Or if I'm going to the hospital, I my walk is to the subway station and then I'll meditate on the train which sounds kind of insane, but I use noise-canceling headphones and just try my best. And if it's not a great meditation, it's fine. And then if I'm at home, I'll try to journal. I don't really journal most days. It's really hard for me. I feel like there's a big mental barrier for me to journaling. I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but it just seems like such a big task. So I don't always do it, but it feels good when I do do it. And I have some morning readings I also do. I want to take the time actually to recommend a couple of them because they've been so life-changing for me. So I actually just recommended this to a friend, but The Daily Stoic is a book written by Ryan Holiday. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but basically Ryan Holiday writes about the Stoics, the Stoic philosophers, um, and their teachings, basically. And he, in the book, writes a passage every day that you read and it says you know, January 1st and January 2nd and so on. It has a page for every day of the year. So you just read a page every day and it's a really great way to put your mind into a good perspective going into the day and just remind yourself of what's true and what isn't. And I just thought it was a really, you know, impactful way to start my day. And it takes literally two seconds. Like when I go to work, I read it on the subway and it takes less than a minute to read that page. And that was the book I read last year every day and this year I got a different book that has a daily passage same premise and it's called A Year of Miracles and it's written by Marianne Williamson she's a very well-known spiritual author and leader and this book is a little bit more spiritual than The Daily Stoic which I personally like a little bit more and same thing it just kind of puts your mind into a positive perspective shows you what's important in life and is a great reminder going into the day so That is what I do every day. I don't exercise in the mornings. I do that before dinner usually. And yeah, I definitely have breakfast somewhere in there. Usually it's after everything if I'm not too hungry, which I don't really get that hungry in the mornings. But when I'm at work, obviously everything is different. So 
that is my morning routine. It always changes and it's always evolving. And, and like I said, when I hear tips from different practitioners or experts, I always like to add them in there and try things out for myself. I am definitely a human guinea pig. So little things like that will always be tweaked, but that is generally it. And then the next question was kind of related to that. And it was, what are your tips for sticking to a routine and practicing discipline? Which I thought was a great question because a lot of people might hear that and be like, what the fuck? Like, that's so regimented and so like specific. Or maybe you're not thinking that. Who knows? We are all coming from different baselines and just kind of where we all started. But I think that in terms of practicing discipline, it's important to ask yourself why you want to have a routine and why you want to be disciplined. I explained earlier my why is because I want to feel the best I can going into my day because I'm working a really stressful job right now and I have a pretty stressful life. I'm in grad school training to become a dietitian, working in a hospital, balancing that with classes. It's a lot. So I need to have that time for myself and I want to have that time for myself to feel good going into my days so that I don't feel all over the place when my day starts. So that's really my why. And I also just like to feel good. And a lot of these things that I do make me feel good. So A, I would say figuring out your why is really important. And that's important for anything, I think. I think tips for sticking to anything, if it's like a project you're doing or um, any commitment you want to make, it's important to figure out why because you're never going to have motivation every single day to do something. Like motivation comes and goes, but the thing that keeps you coming back and keeps you disciplined is your why and the reason you're doing it in the first place. So A, find a why. B, I think that some people aren't meant to have a routine that they stick to every day and are disciplined with. And I think that human design actually can really help figure that out for you because there's something called consistent versus inconsistent in human design and it's one of the arrows in your chart you can search it on google i can't really remember or you can follow victoria jane our last podcast guest and listen to our episode which was the last episode episode eight to kind of hear about what human design even is if you haven't heard of it but i think on her instagram she probably describes it and if not you can check at my human design And that is another great resource for human design stuff. And I sound like a broken record, but I love human design because it's really a great tool to kind of learn yourself and not get stuck in the noise that can be so loud in society. So society will tell you, you have to wake up at 5 a.m. and do this whole morning routine and da-da-da-da and work out and do all this in the morning to be successful and set yourself up like a successful entrepreneur or whatever they say and I think that some people are meant to be more inconsistent and just go with the flow of things and do what they feel like in any given morning so people who are inconsistent in human design actually don't thrive off routine and people who are consistent in human design like I am actually do thrive in routine so that's kind of why I love my routine so much or it's not why but it it explains it a little bit for sure. So I think that figuring out your human design can also help and make you see if if you're even supposed to be disciplined to sticking to a routine. And then also, I think just feeling it out because your human design, I mean, you don't need to check that to know if you like routine or not. Like I knew before I knew my human design that I am a creature of habit. I love routines. I love setting myself up for the day in the same way every day. 
But if you aren't like that and you like to kind of just do what feels best in that day, in any given moment, to kind of go with the flow of things, some days meditate, other days not, some days work out, other days not, like whatever it is, then you know that you're probably not meant to have a routine and to just allow yourself to do that and to not fall into the trap that you have to do something just because other people are doing it. So hopefully that answers your question. And now I want to move on to the questions on food. So I got a couple of these. I want to preface this by saying that I am plant-based and have been for, oh my God, like seven, eight years. I can't even... I don't even know at this point for a very long time. So a lot of my food recommendations and my expertise lies in plant-based nutrition. I got a plant-based nutrition certificate from Cornell and I think that everyone should be eating a plant-forward diet, but not necessarily a fully vegan or plant-based diet. And I think that there is a place for animal products, for meat and for eggs and things like that, even dairy for some people. So I'm not anti-animal products, but the first question on food is what are some healthy midday snack ideas? And this is actually a question I get asked a lot at the hospital by patients and just by friends and family members because people, I think, don't really know what to eat when it comes to snacking. And it depends on how hungry you are, you know, in the middle of the day in between your meals. But some snack ideas that I like to recommend are carrots and hummus is a great one, um, a rice cake with like almond butter and some bananas and some cinnamon on top that always does it or just a little piece of toast with the same things like almond butter peanut butter some berries or some banana some honey on there something like that avocado toast could be a snack honestly if you make it small enough and like put less avocado or it could be big and be a full meal-sized avocado toast and if you're hungry enough that could work as a snack as well I like to snack on seeds and nuts, so sprouted pumpkin seeds have been a favorite of mine recently. I also love almonds. I usually have almonds between dinner and lunch, or lunch and dinner. And then you could do fruit or dried fruit. I like to take dates and put almond butter in them. I feel like I've said almond butter so many times, but (laughs) I really like almond butter. Dates with almond butter are so good, and you could do it with peanut butter, cashew butter, whatever you want to do. It's just so delicious and dates are so, they're they're nature's candy, like they're so good. And it even makes a great dessert. Like I saw someone on Instagram making these and these are, I've seen these sold at like a grocery store as well, but they're so easy to make at home. You take a date, stuff it with almond butter, peanut butter, whatever, nut butter, dip it in melted chocolate and then dip it in coconut shreds. You can dip it in chopped nuts. You can dip it in whatever and then let them dry or not dry harden in the fridge or freezer and they are delicious so (laughs) I hope you guys all go eat some dates with peanut butter after I just talked about it for like two minutes but those are some snack ideas another good one is like yogurt or coconut yogurt if you're vegan with fruit in it or with some nuts or dried fruit or something like that Cocoa Yo from GT's is pretty good and it's a fermented coconut yogurt so it's good for your gut as well. And then for a more protein rich snack I recommend protein shakes. I don't usually recommend protein shakes to everyone just because I think we should be getting most of our nutrition from whole real food and protein powders are definitely not whole real food but there there is a time and place for them and I'm not against them in any way. I 
like to recommend plant-based protein powders. I think that they are better for you. And I think that they also have antioxidants and fiber in them, which animal-based proteins don't. So that's actually the next question. So this was actually a good segue, which I did not plan. But the next question was, which one is better, whey protein or plant-based protein? So let's break this down because I already mentioned that I like plant protein, but whey protein is basically a byproduct of milk. It comes from cows because it's a cow's milk byproduct and it can cause some digestive distress in people because most of us are lactose intolerant and if you're not getting a whey protein isolate, then there's lactose in there. That being said, whey is a complete protein. It has all the amino acids we need and can't make ourselves, but soy is as well. You know, soy is a plant protein that is complete. Other plant proteins aren't, but that's why I recommend a blend normally so that you can get all the different amino acids within one protein powder. So a blend of things like hemp and rice and pea protein or something like that is going to be beneficial so that you can get a good range of the amino acids. But studies have shown that plant protein is as effective as whey protein. There was a study in 2019 that looked at the effect of both proteins, whey and pea protein, and they looked at how it affected body composition and exercise performance, and they found that whichever protein the people opted for, there wasn't really much of a difference in their body composition, their muscle gain, performance, or strength. So it's more about getting the protein instead of which protein. Um, I also think there's a big environmental factor to consider when you're buying animal products, and that's a big reason why I eat a plant-based diet, so it's a bit more environmentally friendly to buy a plant-based protein, and I think that in terms of nutrients, I think plant proteins offer more than just the protein, and animal products have effects on your hormones, and specifically whey protein affects testosterone. And it specifically causes testosterone to spike, which can cause acne. It can cause some other things in the body due to that spike in testosterone. So I think it's a safer bet to go with plant protein. But whey protein also has a higher PDCAS, which is the quality of the protein and what the biological value is, which is basically how much of it you take in and absorb and how much of it is excreted. So you know, animal proteins have a higher PDCAS in general, but soy protein is up there. Soy protein actually has the same PDCAS score as eggs and chicken and things like that, which are kind of the gold standard of protein. So I would say a soy protein would be good if you want a plant-based option that is still very high quality. Not that the others aren't, but soy is definitely the most comparable proteins. So that is my rant on protein you want more information or have more specific questions let me know on that you can always dm me as well at thoughts.on.thriving is the instagram next question is we're moving into supplements now because i didn't get that many food questions but the next question is best supplement brands so this is kind of a quick and easy one my favorite supplement brands are symbiotica they have really great supplements a lot of them are in liposomal form which helps with absorption. Liposomal basically means there's a phospholipid or some fat around the supplement and that protects that nutrient from being degraded and broken down by the body before it can be absorbed. So I love Symbiotica. I also really like a brand called Now Foods and Douglas Laboratories is a good supplement brand as well. 
I love Beekeepers Naturals for anything bee related. So they have really good honey, superfood honey. They have amazing bee propolis. And bee propolis is basically the part of the hive that isn't really spoken about. We talk about honey, but bee propolis is the natural antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal, I believe, substance that is produced by bees. And this brand Beekeepers Naturals kind of has brought it to the mainstream in America. It's been used in Europe for years, but I've listened to quite a few interviews with the founder of Beekeepers Naturals. She's amazing. Her name is Carly Stein, and that company is really awesome. They make lots of cool bee products, and I would highly recommend checking them out. And I love using their stuff when I'm sick or trying to prevent becoming sick and just general wellness. For probiotics, I really like the brand Seed. They make a really good symbiotic that has both a prebiotic and a probiotic. And a prebiotic is essentially fibers that feed the bacteria in our gut and help to improve the flora in our gut by feeding the good bacteria. And then a probiotic is just more strains of that good bacteria to help populate your gut with the bacteria that you want in there. So That's definitely my favorite supplement. Symbiotica also makes a probiotic, which is very expensive. And then Claire Labs also makes a really good symbiotic. That's the one I'm taking right now. And it was recommended to me by a doctor as well. And then for collagen, I like Vital Proteins. They have great collagen powders and lots of different options to choose from. And I also really like Moon Juice. They have really good supplements as well. I don't use too many of theirs, but I have in the past and I've liked them a lot and they have a lot of cool adaptogens that you can choose from as well. But a lot of my current supplement regime is prescribed to me by a doctor that I see, and a lot of those are from the brand Standard Process, and then another brand is Biotics Research, and then there's also another brand called Energetics. So those are the ones I'm using right now for a couple supplements I'm taking. And then for brain boosting, I have been loving Magic Mind, as I explained to you guys earlier. So Magic Mind is the sponsor of today's podcast, and they are one of my favorite supplements that I take basically every day, or at least every day I need to be productive, which is most days these days. So this is an incredible biohacking tool. Magic Mind was created by the Silicon Valley investor, James Bashara. It's basically this little shot that has a ton of brain boosting ingredients in it that give you energy and help you be productive and focused. So there's caffeine from matcha, there's adaptogens that help to decrease stress, nootropics, which are compounds that boost blood flow and cognition and just help your brain focus, and then just a little honey to sweeten it, which I love because I don't like having cane sugar. So this supplement is not an energy drink by any means. It's a productivity drink, and it basically just helps you be more focused on what you're doing, helps you get into a flow state much more easily, and it works best when you take it multiple days in a row, and it works really quickly. I start feeling its effects in 15 to 30 minutes, and it actually works, you guys. Like, I actually use this and have become obsessed and buy it with my own money. So if you want to procrastinate, you can just take a magic mind and you'll literally become so focused. And I like to take mine all at once, but you can make it into a matcha latte. You can sip it throughout the morning. I'm a big stickler on ingredients and the ingredients in the supplement are fantastic. I'm very, very picky. So just know that it's been approved by me. So if you're interested in trying magic mind and getting your productivity on, I have a discount code for you all. It is thriving 20 and you can go to magicmind.co not com co 
slash thriving to get this discount or you can just go to magicmind.co and type in thriving20 t-h-r-i-v-i-n-g two zero at checkout and you'll get 20% off which is such a generous discount code. So thank you to Magic Mind again for sponsoring this episode. Now jumping back in, I think those were all the supplement brands I wanted to talk about. I definitely have more that I'm just not thinking about. Oh, another good one I just remembered is Array. And Array has really good supplements for bloat. So they have this bloat capsule that I use and that actually works. And... It's just a pill that has some herbs that help with digestion and it makes me feel so good when I feel bloated or I'm on my period or anything like that. I just need some aid in digestion. So that's another good one. They also make a calm supplement which helps with anxiety and things like that. I've never tried that one but I really like that brand and the simplicity of their ingredients. So that's another one I'd recommend. So someone else asked what are the best supplements for immunity And I think that question is very relevant right now. But I spoke about Beekeepers Naturals. I think that Bee Propolis is a really good immunity supplement. I also really love the supplement called Wellness Formula from, you can get it at Whole Foods from any health food store. And Wellness Formula has saved me so many times, especially in college when I would get sick a lot. It's basically like made of. I think like 50 ingredients it's insane and the pills taste so bad and I've recommended this to so many people and they all say the same thing but it really works and it makes you feel better very quickly I'm not going to go through every ingredient because there's just way too many but that's a really good one that will last you a long time because you don't need a lot of it and you kind of only have it when you're sick I don't really take it when I'm not sick and then I think the sort of baseline immunity supplements are obviously vitamin c I like to take it in liposomal form. Symbiotica makes a good liposomal vitamin C. So does the brand Peak. And you can find other ones that are cheaper as well. And then zinc is another really good immunity supplement. And I always take zinc when I'm sick or when I'm trying to prevent myself from getting sick. And vitamin D is also really important for immunity as well. And I don't think any of us get enough vitamin D. So I supplement with that every day just as sort of my wellness protocol. You don't have to, but I think it's beneficial because vitamin D is really hard to get. I mean, it's not really in most foods. Fatty fish sometimes have vitamin D, but even then you're not getting enough for your daily needs. And we're all inside working so much. So if you're not getting enough sunlight, you're definitely not getting enough vitamin D and most people are deficient. So that's another really important one. And then more kind of herbs and things like that that are really good for immunity. When I get sick or want to build my immune health, I love taking elderberry. I love taking echinacea. Garlic is really good too. It's a good antiviral. And oil of oregano is amazing when you're sick and it tastes like so gross but taking a little shot of that is really good for you and you can also take just ginger shots and turmeric shots and those really help especially when I have a throat thing going on a ginger shot really helps my throat and they taste really good in my opinion I love ginger and ginger is so good it's so warming in traditional Chinese medicine and in traditional Iranian medicine too there's like warm and cold foods and ginger is a warming root so it helps the body to kind of heat up which makes sense it's like kind of spicy so it's very warming very grounding and very good for immune health okay next question I like this one how do you know if the supplements you're taking are really working 
So this is a tricky question because sometimes you don't know just in your body if they're working unless you get tested. So I think testing your blood markers, like a lot of people don't know that they're deficient in certain things until they get their blood work done. And then they're like, oh, I'm super vitamin D deficient, for example. At the hospital, I'll get that all the time. Like so many of my patients are deficient in vitamin D and have no idea because it's not something you can really tell at all times especially if you're not that in tune with your body. I think it's harder for you to know if supplements are needed or if they're working or if you're deficient in anything. So I think testing is a very accurate way to see if what you're taking is working. And especially for vitamins, I think that's the way to go is testing. And I think there's an app called Base and they send you a testing kit. You can do it all virtually. You don't have to go into a lab or anything. And then you get your results and they do different panels they have a complete one they do hormone testing they do vitamins and minerals they do all of it and I've heard good things about them um not sure how expensive it is but that's something that you can do or you can just go to your doctor and ask for a blood panel with all your vitamins and they should be able to get that for you And then for other things like the extra supplements, the herbs, things like that, I think if you feel better after taking them and notice a difference, that's how you know they're working for you. Like when I don't take some of my supplements, I actually feel it in my body and I feel worse and certain symptoms will start to come back, things like that. So I think if you have, especially if you have a sensitive body, like I can feel when things change in my body and I'm very in tune. I think some people might not be as in tune. So it also depends on how in touch you are with your body's cues and your symptoms and whatever you're feeling. And if you feel great and you feel like, you know, like I feel the best I ever have, I feel like most people in this country don't feel that great. And there's a certain level of health that they don't even know that they can achieve. And they're just so used to being quote-unquote sick or just having certain symptoms that they attribute to random things that people can actually feel much better than they currently do. That's my belief. Like so many people are living with brain fog and fatigue and have random things like hair loss or digestive issues and a lot of them are overlooked but that's your body telling you that something's up. So it has to kind of be addressed in my opinion and Working with people, working with different practitioners, I think is really helpful. Getting your levels tested, taking supplements, and going back to the basics. You know, you don't need to do all these things. I think drinking enough water, sleeping and eating well, eating clean foods, eating nutrient-dense foods and whole real foods is really important. I think nutrition is such a big part of it and moving your body as well. So it doesn't have to be super complicated, but... If you're already doing all those things and something still feels wrong in your body, it could be a good idea to look into it if you have the resources to do so. And I just want to say, like, all the stuff I'm talking about today has taken me a long time to get to this point. Like, I have been into health and wellness since I was, I can't even, like, since I was so young, since the beginning of high school. And I've been learning all this information and very immersed in this world and in the literature and in all these different things, podcasts books, articles about this kind of stuff for years and years and years. So this might sound like a lot, things like my morning routine or all the supplements I'm taking and recommending, all these things sound like a lot, but I've been on my own personal health journey for so long that these things are like second nature to me. And I kind of just wanted to point that out to say that 
it's taken me a long time to get here and it didn't just happen overnight. So if you're in the beginning of your journey in wellness and in taking control of your health, you know, you don't want to just like jump in and take all these supplements all at once and change every single thing about your life and start this whole new morning routine because it's not going to be sustainable. And a lot of these things I've started doing have been very gradual. I'll add in one or two things at a time. I play around with different things and test things out and I'm always changing and evolving. Like I've always changed the supplements I take. I change my routine up. I change my diet up even in certain ways. So I just wanted to make it clear that it's been a journey. It's taken me a while to get to this point. There's no such thing as perfect when it comes to wellness. I'm still figuring it out, but I'm just sharing what works for me as well as what the evidence says, but also what works for me. So with that being said, the next category, the last category is skincare. So I got a couple skincare questions. And yes, skincare is a part of wellness. Your skin is your body's largest organ and it absorbs so many things. And I'm very passionate about non-toxic skincare, which I feel like some people might not even know what that is. So I'll explain that in a second. But very, very into what I put on my body as well as in my body. So skincare definitely is a part of wellness in my opinion and is a very important part. So a bit on non-toxic skincare. So a lot of the kind of mainstream skincare brands, things that you'll find at Sephora or at the drugstore at CVS or anything are made with very shitty ingredients to be honest. A lot of them can be carcinogenic. A lot of ingredients are neurotoxins that they put into these products and it's crazy that it's even allowed to put things like that into products that we're putting on or in our bodies but it's still happening and a lot of the more mainstream brands things from laundry detergent which goes on our skin you know when we wash our clothes to face wash to deodorants with aluminum which is toxic to household cleaning products this isn't just about skincare this is about just non-toxic living in general, which is something I'm really passionate about. So I took the time in the last few years to clear out everything from my skincare to my makeup to my body care products, basically every product I use. And I bought the non-toxic versions and I bought really clean versions with really good ingredients because it's really important what you're putting on your skin in your house, you know, in the air that you're breathing in and on your body. So if you want an episode on non-toxic living, I would love to share more on that and how I did that, how I kind of went through every single aspect of my product. It was completely a process that took a long time. I didn't just throw everything out one day and start fresh. I kind of like finished up a bottle of this and then bought the clean version for the next one. And it was a very gradual, natural process. For some things I did just kind of throw them out and was like, I can't be using this anymore. But most things it wasn't like that. And I started doing this like two years ago. So once again, a journey. And, you know, it's fun to do these things for me. Like I have fun with it. And I hope that wellness is fun for others as well. This is like so much fun for me to do. So I can talk a lot more about that if you're interested. So just let me know on Instagram or TikTok or wherever you can email Thoughts on Thriving as well. It's thoughtsonthriving at gmail.com if you'd like me to talk more about that. But just in terms of skincare, the first question I got was favorite skincare products. So just to preface, all of these will be like clean products that have really good ingredients, all natural, and they're like 
clean or non-toxic versions of products that I used to use. So the first favorite of mine is something that I started using actually kind of recently, a month or two ago. So basically when I moved to New York from California, my skin got really bad for some reason. I started getting like hormonal acne. It was not good. So I've been trying some new products and this product actually saved my life and it is so good. So I used to use different gel, which is a retinol and you can get that from the drugstore and it's pretty not great for your skin, honestly. So I found a very clean and just more safe product to use on my face that I really, really love. And this is definitely expensive. It's definitely an investment, but it's much better than having to pay for like treatments and things like that for any acne I was getting. And it's weird because I don't really have acne prone skin. Like I normally have really good skin. So this was just super strange for me. And it was something I dealt with for like five, six months. It only recently started clearing up like a month or two ago. Anyway, the product is called January Labs, that's the brand, Triple Active Reclaiming Serum, and it's a retinol, and it is just incredible. I wash my face at night, and I put this on my face, and it's so, so good. So that's my first favorite skincare product. I'm going to give you three, because if I didn't limit myself, I would talk about this for hours. I love products and talking about products and trying different products out. I, like I said, am a guinea pig on myself, and that holds true for products as well. So my second favorite product is from the brand Clear Stem. This is a really cool brand. This is a brand of non-toxic skincare items founded by two women. One of them founded San Diego Acne Clinic, I believe it's called. And then the other woman who founded it is a holistic nutritionist and they worked together to find products and create products for people with acne, but also that are anti-aging that is a clean skincare line, non-toxic, and has really great ingredients. So this product from them is called the Clarity Serum, and it's a vitamin C serum, which I really love. It helps with brightness, and it smells really good. It also has mandelic acid, and the acid is a good chemical exfoliant for your face, and it's very smoothing, brightening. Love this serum a lot. So the Clear Stem clarity serum is really good and then my other favorite skincare product is a face oil i love face oils i douse my face in oil um every day basically and i love to gua sha my face which is a an ancient ritual actually where you use this gua sha stone um if you don't know what i'm talking about you can google it it's g-u-a space s-h-a and there's tons of tutorials online, but it's a really good way to move the lymphatic fluid in your face and to drain your face, to help prevent wrinkles, to help define your face a little bit more, define your jawline a bit more if that's what you want. It's a really cool practice. It's been used for years and years and years. It's an ancient technique. Anyway, so I gua sha a lot and I love using an oil when I gua sha to have grip on the stone. You can't really gua sha with dry skin, but I love the brand The Golden Secrets and the product is called the Heal All Oil and it's this amazing oil. It really heals whatever is on your face, like really helps with scars. It's very anti-inflammatory and it's also a really potent antioxidant. This oil is basically just purely tamanu oil, which is a really, really widely used oil in 
certain cultures for its antioxidant effects and anti-inflammatory effects. So I really love it. I use it all over my face. You can also use it on your body, but it's not like super cheap. Although a bottle lasts me over a year. I repurchased it recently and I've had it since the beginning of last year. It lasts a really long time. A little goes a long way. And I think it smells really good. It kind of smells like maple syrup. So those are my three favorite skincare products right now. And I can get more into, I could literally do a whole episode on skincare, skincare products I love, clean skincare, how to prevent acne or treat acne. I've definitely had some experiences with acne, like I mentioned, and had to find my way out of it. And also maybe even like food tips for skincare, nutrition, wellness, lifestyle things that you can do because skin is not just about what you put on your face, obviously, but about what you put in your body as well. So let me know if you want that episode. Wow, there's so many things I can talk about. Anyway, next question is, what's your skincare routine? So really quickly, I cleanse my face every morning and night. I have been using the oil cleansing method recently, which is where you wet a cotton pad with water, warm water, and you put the oil that you're going to cleanse your face with on there and kind of cleanse in circular motions. So it's basically using oil to clean your skin, not just to moisturize your skin. And it sounds kind of counterintuitive because oil, you know, it sounds like a moisturizer, but if you kind of watch a tutorial or read about it, it'll make more sense because the oil will grab any dirt on your face and whatever gunk is on there and actually cleanse your face very effectively. Um, I don't always do it. I sometimes just use a face wash and I'll use that same brand Clear Stem. They have a good gentle face cleanser that I use. But yeah, I'll cleanse my face and then at night I'll usually just use some toner and then use that retinol I was talking about. And then if my face is feeling dehydrated, I'll put oil over that or I'll just leave it at that. My skincare has been very simple recently, just cleanse, tone, and then put that retinol on. And then in the mornings, I will do the same thing, cleanse, and then use toner to get the excess oil off and tone my face. And then I'll use an oil. So either that heal all oil that I just talked about, or I have this other oil that I really love and I'll put it all over my face and do my gua sha or I'll just use that vitamin c serum that I was telling you about by clear stem I don't always use the oil in the mornings if I used it the night before or if I don't want to have like a really oily face because sometimes that's not the vibe we're going for so that's generally my skincare routine it's pretty simple it used to be a lot more steps it used to be a lot more complicated but I really don't have that much time in the mornings so I try to make it simple And then if I have a pimple or if my face feels puffy or inflamed in the morning, I love to use an ice roller. Ice is really good for decreasing inflammation on the face. So if you ever have a pimple, ice it for sure. And ice is good for inflammation or decreasing inflammation anywhere on the body, really, like when you ice your back or anything like that. So it makes sense to use it on the face. You can get an ice roller for your face off Amazon for like $15 and you just stick it in the freezer and they work great. And I got my grandma into it too when she was visiting. I was rolling my face once and she was like, oh my God, what is that? And I gave it to her and I cleaned it obviously first and she started rolling her face and she was like, oh my God, this feels so good. So I bought her one and she's obsessed now too. So if you haven't started using ice on your face, use ice on your face. It feels really good. 
Okay, last question is actually about acne. And the question is, why am I getting acne on my chin? So what's the reason for acne in that area? And if I'm correct, I've done a lot of research on acne in general. And there's different parts of your face that get affected by different things. So it's called face mapping, I'm pretty sure. Kind of mapping out where your acne is to find the root cause of it. And the chin is known to be the hormonal area. So usually acne on the chin means hormonal imbalance. Something's going on inside of you. It's not really as simple to fix because balancing hormones can be a tricky act. And I definitely want to get a hormone expert on the podcast soon to talk about this because I think it's so important and not talked about enough. But that's definitely the root cause. So actually, I learned this from the founders of ClearStem, which is that brand I was just talking about. So they were on a podcast. They do a lot of education around acne. And one of the founders had like really bad acne and had to heal it through different modalities as well as skincare products, but not just that. A lot of it was lifestyle. And they were saying that some of the top triggers of acne are dairy, which a lot of people know, and that can cause a lot of that chin acne because dairy can affect your hormones, like I was talking about with the whey protein. But also eggs can affect that area and cause pimples on your chin is what they were saying. And I thought that was so interesting because I never really thought of eggs as a trigger for acne I usually thought of dairy first thing they also said gluten was a huge trigger for a lot of people as well so those are things to look into if you have acne and that episode was um, really interesting so you can search clear stem skincare on the podcast app I'm sure interviews with these founders will come up and they're really really well versed in acne and the causes of acne and how to treat it holistically so if you struggle with acne I definitely recommend that but I think Taking a look at your diet, taking a look at also your stress levels because that affects your hormones so much. How stressed you are, if you're a woman, are your periods regular, things like that. And if you're on birth control, that can cause acne on your chin because that disrupts your hormones because you're basically inserting synthetic hormones into your body and your body might not be able to maintain correct regulation of its natural hormones. So there's so many things to look at when it comes to hormones. That's why it's such a hard answer, but acne on the chin, hormone-based and can be dietary-based because your diet affects your hormones as well. Sleep as well. So like I said, lots of factors, but I hope that was helpful. And I hope this entire episode was helpful. I had a lot of fun recording it and I love talking about this stuff so much. So I hope you found it interesting, got some good tools. I try to give recommendations wherever I can for products or resources or things that have helped me because I really appreciate those when I listen to podcasts or I'm just in a conversation with someone. I really like tangible things that I can take away. So Hopefully, I gave you enough of those. Let me know if you have any more questions or follow-ups to the questions I answered. You can find me, like I said, at thoughts.on.thriving on Instagram, and I welcome your feedback. I love hearing what you all think and what you want more of, so if you liked a solo episode style like I did today, let me know. I love doing the interviews with the guests, but I also love recording these solo episodes as well. So let me know what you think. I'm so grateful that you listened and that you're here with me. Please recommend this podcast to a friend that you think would benefit from it. Share it on your Instagram. Share it via text message, anything like that. And 
make sure to give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. And I will talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening.